How do you stop procrastinating? Hi, welcome to another episode of Business Mindset Mastery. Thanks for joining me today. My name's Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and performance coach for business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. And you can find me over at choosetohaveitall.com. And this week, I was talking to somebody who can't seem to get out of his own way. He was talking to me about different goals and plans that he had for the new year, you know, seeing the end of January, beginning of February approaching, and noticing that there were a lot of things that he said he was going to do that he didn't do. And he was asking me what I thought about it because it didn't feel like somebody who just set a New Year's resolution and didn't follow through or somebody who got distracted by their business plan. When we looked at it and we broke it down to its dirty little bits, what we really found was a pattern of procrastination, of starting and stopping, of saying he was going to do something, not following through through, saying something would be done by the end of the week and not getting to it until next week. He was asking me if I thought this was a mindset problem or if perhaps he had ADHD or he isn't really built to build a business. And it was this idea of noticing a problem behavior and not really having a clear understanding of it. And I think procrastination is a tricky beast. I think there's a lot of reasons for it. And yes, some people do have ADHD. They get easily distracted from the task at hand. They do better thinking about five different things at once and struggle when they have only one thing in front of them. That's absolutely true. But I don't think that that's the common reason why people procrastinate. I think a lot of times people who are solopreneurs and run sole proprietorships or own their own businesses, one of the reasons why people procrastinate is they're more externally motivated than internally motivated. So what do I mean by this? This means that like when you were in school and you knew your teacher was going to collect homework on Wednesday, you got the homework done on Wednesday because you didn't want it to be late. But if the teacher assigned a project and said you can just hand it in whenever, that project would never get done because whenever wasn't specific enough. That when the goal is for someone else, when there's outside accountability, it's easier to follow through easier to deliver the goods, so to speak, but that when you yourself are responsible for your own deadlines and your own accountability, it's simply too easy to put things off that you don't want to do or that are going to take up too much time. So how do you stop that pattern? How do you start to set yourself up for success? There's a couple of different ways to do it, but one of the things that I like to encourage people to do right from the beginning is to kind of do a self-evaluation of who you are and how you move through the world and when have you been the most successful at getting things done? When have you had a project and absolutely delivered it on time? When have you had a goal and absolutely nailed it? And what types of things or situations came into play that set you up for success? For example, with myself, one of the things that I've noticed is my efficiency at work. The amount of time it takes me to do things has in increased dramatically in the time that I've um, 
um, done this cross-country move because I don't have an office. What I'm learning about myself in this process is that I had a lot of systems and organizational sort of setups for myself in my home office that really set me up for success. I had a, a sort of a time that I went into work, a time that I left work, and it felt very clear. Now that I'm running my business out of a hotel room and I know housekeeping needs to come and sitting in one room all day kind of gets annoying and intense, so sometimes I work at a cafe, I've disrupted my routine and my productivity has been affected. The other thing I'm learning about myself is I've been really sensitive to the noises at this particular hotel. I think I've shared when I've had other audio problems that the walls and the floors here are largely made of cement or stucco, so they're not insulated. And there's a lot of echoes because outside our door, outside our door is an outside kind of atrium-like situation. So everything's incredibly loud, and I'm finding myself way more easily distracted. I have to know these things so that I can problem solve for them. And I think a lot of times what happens with people who procrastinate is they notice the obstacles, but they start to define themselves as trapped by those obstacles. Those obstacles become reasons for why they can't deliver or why there's going to be a delay or why they're changing the course of plan. So it's a little bit about knowing what you need to do to most efficiently work. So for example, one of the things you might think about is there's this technique that a lot of entrepreneurs entrepreneurs and business professionals use called the Pomodoro Technique. And it's this idea of assigning yourself 45 minutes of time uninterrupted to focus on a task. And then every 45 minutes, you take a 15-minute break and stretch your legs, get a drink of water, chat with a friend, and then you go back and you do productivity for another 45 minutes. For some people, that really works. For me, I find it very constricting because if I'm into a project and I'm in the zone and I'm getting a lot done, I don't want to stop at 45 minutes. It kind of interrupts me. But I know that about myself, so I allow my own work style, my own success patterns to make a a decision for how I operate. I think a lot of times people who procrastinate lack self-awareness. They don't know what makes them tick. They don't know what sets them up for success. Their mode of operation a lot of times is simply to numb out or tune out when things get difficult rather than focusing it head on. And then that kind of brings me to the next thing because I think the other reason why people procrastinate a lot is when they feel like they're not going to be able to do everything. When they the whole task isn't going to be able to be completed, or they don't know all of the steps that are going to be necessary, or they think it's going to take too long and starting it and having to stop is going to be super annoying so they don't start at all. Part of that is this perfectionism mentality that I think people have for themselves sometimes. This way of setting themselves up um, to constantly have the expectation of being perfect. So if they don't have the full three days that they think it's going to take to get a project done, they don't do it at all. Rather than figuring out how can they do it in a deliberate, meaningful way and start chipping away at the task so that it can get done. Procrastination is largely tied to the stories we tell ourselves 
themselves about the tasks. Sometimes it becomes no one will notice if I don't do it. Sometimes it's about the idea of is this really going to be the thing that moves the needle? I need to focus on things that make money. I can't be spending my time on this. There are a whole host of reasons why people will sometimes procrastinate. But what you really need to tune into instead of the reasons why you're doing it, instead of giving those reasons oxygen, start to look at the consequence of how you move through the world and what happens and how your life is affected when you don't deliver on time, when you're constantly behind the eight ball, when you don't set yourself up for success. How are you personally affected? How are people in your personal life affected? How is your business affected? Your clients, your colleagues, your coworkers, who is affected when you don't get it done in a reasonable time frame? You can start to focus on that external motivation while you try to build internal motivation. I always try to help my clients build internal motivation because I think sometimes when we put our power and um, our attention on things outside of ourselves, we're giving ourselves away. We're not owning our lives and our businesses to the extent that we can and that can be most optimal and productive. So I really like to encourage people to become more internally motivated. They may always be primarily externally motivated. You may always be somebody who's motivated by a deadline, who's motivated by some client's expectation of you to deliver at the 11th hour. That may be how you work because I know a lot of people who deliver their best work 12 hours before it's due. That's what sets them up for success. I'm nothing like that. But you have to know who you are and allow yourself to move through the world that way. One of the ways that you can become internally motivated is to clue into what it feels like when you're successful. To think about what it feels like when you're in the zone and you're just getting things done and you're checking things off the list and you are super productive and you're ahead of the game. What does that feeling feel like? And then I want you to start to think about what it feels like when you're in the weeds, when you're completely overwhelmed, you don't know what to do next, you don't know what your next step should be, your next move should be, what that feels like. Because if you can own that you're in control of both, that you can either continue to sit in the natural consequence of not doing what you said you were going to do in the time you said you were going to do it, and you sit with that embarrassment, that disappointment, and that discouragement, you can decide that you never want to feel that way again. Likewise, when you get it done and you hit it out of the park, you can tune into what it feels like to feel proud of yourself, to feel accomplished, to feel like the boss of your business who's in control, and you can make a decision to feel like that more often. Next, you want to start thinking about systems, systems, systems. I know that not everybody does the personal development track like I do. Nobody, not everybody sort of holds the same level of self-awareness about how they are most successful, how they fall apart. I get that sometimes people don't pay that much attention, and I'm totally cool with that. So if you don't know how you best work, if you don't know what sets you up for the most success, you have to be willing to be curious to find out, to research, ask 
ask around, talk to people whose business plans you kind of want to emulate, whose way of moving through the world seems similar to the way you move through the world or similar to the way you want to move through the world. Ask them how they do it. Find a style that works and gels with you and recognize that the first time you try any new system, it's not going to feel right. It's going to feel totally unfamiliar. That doesn't mean it's not working. I really like to encourage people to try new organization systems or new productivity systems for at least two weeks because you have to get the mechanisms that you're developing to become automatic. Some people use online management systems like Asana or Trello to manage their tasks. Other people like myself, I tend to do it good old-fashioned pen and paper, but I set hard deadlines on things that need to get done. But you have to look around what people are doing, what you think might work for you, and try it. Make a commitment to not feeling the way you feel when you look at a to-do list that never got done. You don't want to feel incapable. You don't want to feel less than. You don't want to fail at something that you have total control over. You don't want your business to be affected by your numbing out. So the way to avoid that is to figure out what makes you tick. What does set you up for success? How do you most like to work? And as you ask yourself those questions and as you explore, you will start to learn what works for you. And then all you have to do is own it and make a commitment to doing it consistently. Sometimes that's going to mean self-acceptance around obstacles. Sometimes things are going to come up like your kids are going to get sick and you're not going to get everything done that day or a parent is going to fall ill and you're going to need to take care of them or if you're not out of your nine to five yet perhaps your work is going to get busy and you're not going to be able to work on your side hustle and that's okay. But what happens a lot of times with people who procrastinate is once it goes off plan they stop and they get entirely distracted from the plan. Rather than saying when it goes back and things are consistent, I am rescheduling this for XYZ. So for example, I have cut myself a ton of slack when it comes to my productivity with my business, largely because I'm in a financial position where I can. I'm largely booked out through the end of February with my one-on-one services. So I don't need to be quote unquote in the hustle. I don't need to be grinding it out for new clients and new calls or, you know, any of that. But the other thing is that I've been running on a phrase called, I've been brave enough. So this move cross country took a lot out of me personally. It challenged me on levels that quite frankly, and quite honestly, I think I'm still recovering from. I still feel the ricochet a little bit from all of the personal growth and development that happened in doing the move and leaving my friends and family behind. So I've really cut myself a lot of slack in terms of me not being as efficient as I'm used to being. However, I have a move-in date for my new house. We're two and a half weeks away. So only two and a half more weeks of you guys listening to me talking about the poor acoustics in this hotel room. 
But in two and a half weeks, I'm going to be in my house and I'm going to have an office space. And once it's set up and once I have a chair, because <laughs> we gave all of our furniture away before we left, so we have some purchasing to do. But once it's set up in a way that I can function on a day-to-day -day basis, my expectation of myself and what I'm capable of is immediately going to increase. I'm not holding myself to high expectations right now, but there's an end date on this period of time. I'm not just lowering the bar and keeping it lower. And if your life is stressful, you need to adjust accordingly. One of the big misunderstandings I think a lot of entrepreneurs have when they start out is they think they have to be working all the time. And at the beginning, when they're giving up their weekends and they call themselves weekend warriors, I think it feels really good. Um, they feel like they're a part of something. It makes them feel a little badass and in charge. And they are working hard now so they can play later. But I think over time that starts to build resentment and it starts to create the foundations for burnout. And one of the things that I think plays into procrastination is when burnout is approaching because you start doing the things that you know you need to do that like you'll feel a consequence for, you'll feel a decrease in the money on your bottom line, or you'll piss off a client. But anything where there's not going to be an immediate consequence if you don't do it, you start to passively stop doing those things because you resent having to do them in the first place. So part of of this is a giving yourself permission to take a break when life happens to decrease your pressure on yourself to constantly keep over delivering no matter what's happening. I think that one of the main reasons why people procrastinate is they get tired of doing that and then it becomes easier to stop because they don't do this one thing and nothing bad really happens. So then they tell themselves a story that they can stop doing this other thing and then it becomes a poor pattern of behavior. I think a good prevent defense for procrastination is getting ahead of it with regular office hours, making sure you're not working more than six days a week, you have a full day off from your business, that you have systems in place that are keeping you organized and focused on what you need to be doing. But then the other piece is recognizing that when life happens, you stop and you take care of life. You may not be able to take care of it full time. You may not be able to take care of it all the time, but you are going to give it your attention while it's in front of you rather than what a lot of people do is try to do both. They try to attend to the crisis in their personal life and they try to run their businesses and they get totally overwhelmed and then they numb out and start to tune out. A good way to avoid that procrastination pattern is to make room for life when it's happening, but then when it stops happening, to schedule your re-entry into normal. A lot of times when you start taking your foot off the gas pedal and you move to the right-hand lane or even in the slow-down lane and the broke-down lane, you forget to get back in the car. And that's understandable. We learn body memory habits really quickly, but if you're mindful and attentive to how you're you're working to the goals and the destinations you're working on, it's way easier to stay focused. You may need external accountability, which means you need a best 
a biz bestie, as they call, or an accountability partner. You may find that you just need a calendar where you assign yourself hard deadlines. You might find that you're someone who does well with a rewards-based system. I remember one of the things I used to procrastinate on when I was first building my online business was cold calling. I hated, hated cold calling and cold emailing. So I told myself for every 10 people that I reached out to, once I had reached out to those 10 people, I could watch my favorite TV show on demand. So I wasn't watching my favorite television shows while I was in the act of building my business and cold calling. My favorite television shows became my reward for working hard. And it was just this stupid little game that I played with myself, but it got me connecting with people. It helped me build the foundation of my business and it kept me motivated. You have to own the responsibility for procrastination and own your responsibility in solving it, but you get to solve it in absolutely any way that sets you up for success. There's no hard, fast rules about this. It's about paying attention, being responsive, and getting it done when you realize you haven't, recognizing what's getting in the way, problem solving it, and then moving on. I hope this conversation with you guys has helped today. I hope you have some good tips to get you set up for next week. And next week, hopefully, I'll be able to talk to you a little bit more about scheduling and goal planning with more specificity. I had it outlined to do in my conversation with you today, but I actually think it would be better as its own episode. So I'm going to cover that with you guys next week. Thanks so much for talking to me today. I hope you had a great week. I hope you're finishing strong. And and then taking some good old-fashioned R&R. If you're listening in real time, you know it's Super Bowl weekend and my pats are in the Super Bowl and I know that might make you hate on me if you care anything about about football or if you simply are tired of hearing about the Patriots. But for me, it's just one more time to see the boys on screen this year. And anytime I see my boys on screen, well, these days I just feel a little bit closer to home. So I hope you have some good eats if you're watching the game. Um, enjoy the commercials if you're not and I'll find you on the other side next week. If you've got anything going on on your side of the um, listening device there on your side of the podcast and you want my eyes on your problem, do me a favor and send me an email. Let me know what's going on. You can find me at heather at choose to have it all.com. Let me know where you're struggling and I'll offer some advice and get to you back on the show as soon as I can. Thanks so much for joining me today and I'll talk to you next time. Bye for now.